It is your power that makes the difference. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you would pour out of me this morning so that then you would pour into your people, so that then you would pour out of them into others. And it all comes back. It all comes back to the power of the blood. The power of the blood that heals, that saves, that sets free, that delivers, that conquers. There is nothing, nothing that can stand against the blood of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we get to appropriate that to our lives daily. Thank you for the practicality of that, the reality of that, the truth of that in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I was listening to the late Derek Prince on this exact topic, the power of the blood applied to our lives. And I just wanted to summarise his message this morning. So all the scriptures I'm going to read are from the Passion Translation. To save time, I'm just going to read them and not look them up. Revelations 12 verse 11. They, being us the believers of Jesus Christ, conquered him being Satan, completely through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word of their testimony. They triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives even when facing death. One, we have complete victory over Satan. Two, through the, pow- through the blood of the Lamb. Three, through the word of our testimony And four, because of the obedience of God, no matter what the cost. To have complete victory over Satan for our lives, there is a requirement of obedience. To have complete victory over Satan for our lives, we need to apply the blood of Jesus Christ that cries out for us mercy. To apply the blood of Jesus, we need to testify Tell others, tell ourselves, align our words, our thoughts and our actions with the Word of God. So that's what we're going to do this morning. So Derek put together some declarations to appropriate these truths that I'd like to use um, as a corporate body. So I'm going to say it, then I'm going to say it line by line. I want you to repeat it line by line. Because that's using your words and your thoughts to align with the Word of God. So the first one, we overcome Satan when we testify personally to what the Word of God says the blood of Jesus does for us. So line by line. We overcome Satan when we testify personally to what the Word of God says the blood of Jesus does for us. 
what does the blood of Jesus do for us? Ooh, so much. And you already know, but let's just recap with the word. So the blood of Jesus redeems us. Ephesians 1, 7. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasure of redemption by his blood. The total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. So this time when we do our declaration, I want you to say it to the person next to you. And if there isn't a person next to you, use your imagination. It's just as powerful. Imagine there is someone next to you because one day there will be someone next to you and you will be able to say these words. So this is the declaration. Through the blood of Jesus... I have been redeemed out of the hand of the devil. So find someone or use your imagination and say to them, through the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Amen. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. 1 John 1 verse 7. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, That's the purifying presence of God. We share unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sins. I love that, that it's as we spend time in that presence that he can purify us. And that we share unbroken fellowship. So it's not just that vertical with him and us, but it then goes into us and other people. And it's unbroken So the declaration, while I walk in the light, now while, this is an ongoing thing, when I am in the light, when I am seeking God's purifying presence, while I walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses me now and continually from all sin. So while I walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses me now and continually from all sin. So from now on, you don't have to find someone if you don't want to. That's just declaring, right? Cool. The blood of Jesus justifies us. Romans 5 verse 9. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. Our declaration. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, not guilty, made righteous, just as if I never sinned. So through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, not guilty, made righteous, just as if I'd never sinned. The blood of Jesus sanctifies us. It makes us holy. Hebrews 13 verse 12. And Jesus, our sin sacrifice, also suffered death outside the city walls to make us holy by his own blood. Our declaration. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, set apart to God, separated from sin, made holy through God's holiness. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, Set apart to God, separated from sin, made holy through the holiness of God. I don't know if you realize how powerful this is right now. 
this, this, what I'm saying now is not on my notes. I'm just feeling this. You might think you're just saying these words and it's just repeating. But this is breaking things over your life. This is changing things and transforming things in the spiritual realm that you don't even realize. What is coming out of your mouth is powerful. The blood of Jesus gives us life. Declaring the word of God, applying the blood of Jesus over your life can be the difference between death and life, depression and joy, hope and despair, condemnation or mercy. The very life of God is in the blood of Jesus, the creator, and the creator is greater than all that he has created. And just think of how, what he has created, the, the galaxies, the complexity of us, and he is greater than all of that. And that is what is in the blood of Jesus. John six fifty three to 57. Jesus replied to them, listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the son of man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise him up in the last days. For my body is real food for your spirit, and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. The Father of life sent me, and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me. The one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. It is real. It is now. It is relevant. You eat and drink through faith, believing what Jesus said in his word. It's not just in memorial, but it's a revelational eternal truth that we get to walk in every single day. That truth has the power to transform our lives. You partake of God himself through faith every single time you take communion. Let that sink in. I love this uh, quote from Derek Prince. There is more power in one drop of the blood of Jesus than there is in the whole kingdom of Satan. declaration. Lord Jesus, when we receive your blood, in it we receive your life, the life of God, divine, eternal, endless life. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, when we receive your blood, in it we receive your life, the life of God, divine, eternal, endless life. Thank you, Lord. The blood of Jesus intercedes for us, Hebrews 12, 24. And we have come to Jesus who established a new covenant with his blood, sprinkled upon the mercy seat, blood that continues to speak from heaven, forgiveness, a better message than Abel's blood that cries from earth justice. There are times in our lives when we cannot pray, when we are so distraught that we don't even know where we're going to take our next breath. There's so much pressure and pain in our lives. But the truth is that Jesus' blood speaks on our behalf from heaven, crying out, mercy, 
mercy for you. Our declaration. Thank you, Lord, that even when I cannot pray, the blood of Jesus is pleading for me in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that even when I cannot pray, the blood of Jesus is pleading for me in heaven. And finally, although there's never finally with the blood of Jesus, (laughs) the blood of Jesus gives us access. Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 22. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. For he has dedicated a new life, new giving, a life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. And our declaration. Thank you, Lord, that through the sprinkled blood of Jesus, I have access into the presence of Almighty God, into the holiest place in the universe. Thank you, Lord, that through the sprinkled blood of Jesus, I have access into the presence of Almighty God, into the holiest place in the universe. Amen. Now, with all of that truth, Holy Spirit, with all of that truth being a revelation to your heart and to your mind, let us take our communion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body that was broken. All that you went through for each and every one of us. So that we could walk in everything that you have for us in your word. Thank you for your blood that was spilt and continues to spill. And that we can position ourselves under that blood daily. Being cleansed and made holy and righteous. Being healed and made whole. As we appropriate the word of God into our lives. That nothing can stand against it. Thank you for the power of the blood. Thank you for the power and the beauty of your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence with us this morning. We want you to come and reveal yourself to us in a fresh way, a new way. That we would have a revelation, an enlightening of our understanding of the ways and the purposes that you've planned for each one of us. Lord, that we could be a people living in the Spirit moving by the direction of your Holy Spirit, experiencing that realm of your presence within that causes us to walk in the newness of life, that which you have provided us to walk in the ways of the resurrection. Lord, I'm asking that you'd cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened to the power of that resurrection, the fullness of that resurrection life that's been made available for the church, that we can walk in that new way, not according to the old ways of the natural man, but according to the new ways of the Spirit of God. For only then will we begin to understand the Spirit of God who is resident within the heart of your people. Lord, we want to come into that relationship with your spirit that causes us to be moved by the breath of your spirit. That when we hear the the voice of your spirit, that we're moved by the power of your Holy Spirit and we begin to move in the realms of your spirit, Lord, not according to the ways of the natural man, but to understand the resurrection power that's come through the cross in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, While Tanya was speaking, I was beginning to to recall what I was sharing a couple of weeks ago about the resurrection. And I didn't know at the time when I was uh, going to share on that that it was going to come out the way it did. And I believe the Holy Spirit's still hovering on that because when we when we put it all together, like in a nutshell, what's it all about? It's about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's all about Him. That's why we're here. Without that, we're not. So we have to understand that this resurrection life and the power that was released at that time was sufficient because of what was involved in that resurrection for us to walk in a newness of the spirit. Now we're born in this natural physical body We're instructed, we're taught in the ways of the natural realm. So we understand the things in the physical, the natural. But when we're born again, God wants us to give give us a revelation of the spirit life. 
The walking in the Spirit. The book of Romans talks about the the two ways that we can live as a Christian in in chapter 8. Prior to that, Paul's talking about the natural man and the way he sees things, the way he views things, what God has done for us. And then he says, there's no condemnation for those who walk in the realms of the Spirit, who don't walk according to the realms of the flesh, but they're directed by the Holy Spirit. Now, how did that happen? Through the resurrection power of the cross. Now, it's something that's often only celebrated at Easter, but it's something that we need to get a further revelation of that it becomes our our way of life through the power of the resurrection. And I want to go back to a verse or passage in John 16 that I mentioned at that time. Passion Translation. And I'll start at verse 12. Now, this is at the time just prior to Jesus going to the cross. And he was talking with his disciples. And he says, there's so much more in verse 12 that I'd like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at the moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, that's the Holy Spirit, He will unveil the reality of every truth within you or every reality within you. So when we receive Jesus Christ into our heart, we receive the Spirit of Christ. We receive the kingdom of God. We receive the power to walk in a new way of seeing things. See, we'll only walk according to what we see. But if the Holy Spirit brings fresh understanding and revelation, then that's a new way that we see that we can walk in. And the Spirit will unveil the reality of every truth and he is the spirit of truth who will bring you into the understanding of all truth, the Holy Spirit of truth, as we're following the leading of the spirit, will walk in the truth and he won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come so he can show you what's ahead. He can show you the direction he wants you to be walking in so you're not caught off um, unaware of the enemy's devices when he's trying to lead you in a way that can cause you to trip. The Holy Spirit's there to lead you into the truth. And he might just speak to you very quietly and say, no, that's error. Don't go that way. I'm the spirit of truth and I'm in you and I want to reveal every reality of what's within the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the realms of the spirit have come into our hearts when we invited Jesus Christ in. Hopefully I will get to that. He will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. 
God wants us to have fresh revelation every day. The children of Israel had fresh manna speaking of the word of God every day. We are to be walking in the freshness of the word of God, not stale bread. I don't want to be living off something that happened in the past and always wishing I was back there enjoying that in the past. God has something fresh and new that he wants you to enjoy. He wants you to be able to partake of the life of the Spirit of God. And I think that's another dimensional realm of the communion that we can enter into that may come out at some stage about the, the beginning of our week with communion, partaking of the life of Christ, entering into that new way of life and realising the, the benefit that's in communion. The reality of what we're partaking of, what we're receiving, what we see, it's a, a walk of faith. We have to believe what the Word's saying and when we are having communion, we are partaking of the 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 benefits of the cross and the benefit of the cross is far greater than most of the church understands. I'll finish this and I'll mention something else. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. This is what Jesus is saying. That's why I say that the divine encourager, who is the Holy Spirit, will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. So all you need to do is say, Holy Spirit, show me. I'm clueless. I need you every day. I need you to help me. I need you to show me. You said you would. I believe you will. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to trust you. Soon, Jesus said, you won't see me any longer but then after a little while, you will see me. And the Passion Translation says, in a new way. When I read that, it, it, it stuck with me. God wants to be revealing to us the truth of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit with a fresh revelation every day. To be walking in a new way every day. Not to be living off yesterday's experience. It's great to have an experience in God. I've had several. I enjoy them, but I'm looking for more. I do not want to stay in the place where I think I've come to the place where I know it. <laughs> because as sure as you get to that spot, the Holy Spirit's going to say, I think there's a little more that you can probably pick up out of this book if you've got a heart that's willing to receive of what I have for you. You'll see me in a new way, something new every day. See, if we get to the, the word every day, get some fresh manner every day, we can walk in the, the, the <clears throat> well, we can walk in the, the I want to read something to you that uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me a couple of days ago. Um, 
couple of nights ago, I was just meditating because I just felt that there's, there's more. When, when, I, when I experienced a, a word from the scripture that almost jumps out at me when I'm reading it, I know there's more in it that God wants to unfold. And there is an unfolding revelation continually available to God's people, an unfolding revelation of the greater dimensions. See, I know this is another subject I'll get into, but there is another dimension. There is another dimension that God wants his people to step into. And this week has been an exciting week. It's been a week, I don't know what you may have experienced, but I have experienced different things in God this week in dreams and in visions. And why has that happened? Because I'm hungry. Every night, every night, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, this would be a great time to take me. I don't mean permanently. I mean, take me on a journey, on an experience. I've got too many things I've yet to see happen here. But see, your spirit never sleeps. There's a realm, there's a dimension there. Oh, there, there's, it's dangerous to get into this. There, 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 is, there is, there certainly is. There is so much more in the other dimension, in that spirit realm, in the fourth dimension. The Holy Spirit spoke to me very, very clearly about the fourth dimension, the spirit realm, where we have our eyes open to the realms of the spirit and we begin to see things that we've never seen, hear things we've never heard, and go places we have never been. And the dream world, the dream world, the dream world is a wonderful place because it is unlimited and God shows many things in the dream world that are for his church and he's going to unfold, he's going to begin to open up. You're going to start dreaming more about what God has in store. If you look in the scriptures, you'll see how powerful the dream realm is and what God has involved for the church in the coming time. It's just it is awesome. It really is what God's going to begin to unfold. So start taking note. I had a dream that I'm going to share with you, but not this morning because we'll be here till 2 o'clock. So we're going to just try and go this for a few minutes. But the, the realms of the Spirit that are available for you to step into, are you bored with the way things are? God's got so much more. He'll make your life so full that you won't have enough time to enjoy it all and you'll have to get into eternity to get the rest. God wants you to be able to walk in the realms of the Spirit where we're enjoying so much. You are buzzed in God. Absolutely buzzed by the power of the Spirit of God and what He's revealing, what He's showing you. And He said this to me during the week. Now, I, I read this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the revelation. Now, I, I mentioned the verse in Colossians 3 about Christ's resurrection is our resurrection too. Now we are one with him in glory. Right now we are seated with him in the heavenly realm, in the glory realm. And if we begin to look into that realm that God wants to open up, we're going to see where we really are and who we are in Christ. Now we're seated with him in glory. 
Romans says we are co-buried. That's our our water baptism experience, co-resurrected so that we can be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. There's the fresh manna. Here's the fresh word of God every day. Ask the Holy Spirit to make it fresh, make it new, make it real, make it an experience. God wants you to have experiential knowledge. And some of the experiences in God will buzz you so much that it will change the way you think about the power of God that's resident in you and God wants to release it. And it was released at the resurrection. The Holy Spirit said to me, there is a revelation of the resurrection yet to be revealed and released into the hearts of God's holy people. So if you're one of his holy people who is living in the realms of the Holy Spirit, God has fresh bread, fresh revelation, the power of the resurrection to be revealed so you walk in the newness of life. It's going to be revealed. God is going to bring the word out by the Spirit that's going to... Switch the light on in your thinking. God's going to give you something new to think about, a fresh understanding of the word that I didn't see before. So he can then begin to reveal it to you in your experience and it becomes a part of your life. The power of the Holy Spirit resident in you, ready to be released. Holy Spirit, I am asking right now for every person that you are speaking to that has a heart for more, that you would release a greater understanding, a fresh revelation, a renewing of the Spirit to cause an impartation right now for more of you. That we would hunger and thirst like never before for the ways of God. And Jesus himself said, we will be filled to overflowing. Lord, that we can learn what it is to minister from the overflow that we just begin to spill over onto others what you're doing within us. Hallelujah. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean? Soon you won't see me. And a little while after that, you will see me in a new way. A new way. I'd like you to turn to John chapter 14. A couple of pages back, Gospel of John. Jesus was prophesying here about the coming Holy Spirit. 
and they had no clue what was going to happen. And God knows you have no clue. So he's going to help you. It's okay to be clueless. Because if you haven't seen it, how can you know? But if you're hungry, you'll see it, and then you'll know, and then you'll have an experiential knowledge that nobody can take from you. John 14, verse 16. Loving me. 15. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. It's not hard. Oh, it's a hard Christian life, walking, trying to be good all the time and do the right thing. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. Well, just relax. Just love Jesus. And that'll cover all the bases. It really will. Your love for him is an empowering love that causes you to walk in the spirit of truth. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another saviour. See, Jesus was the saviour of the world, and here he's sending another helper, many translations say, or another saviour, because we need help. I was praying on the way to church this morning, Lord, I need your help. (laughs) Honestly, I've had quite a buzzed week where I've had things coming and I'm saying, Lord, I do not know what you want me to share. It's like God God has shown me something that I want to share with you, but I can't do it this morning, but it's about this church. And we are getting prepared And we are going to step into a realm of the spirit that we have never experienced before. We are going to have experiential knowledge of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection in our experience. We are going to see the miraculous. We are going to see the... (laughs) Do you know on the day of Pentecost they actually saw the fire? They actually saw it. Get ready for the fire. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. King James translation says he dwells with you. That's Jesus actually being present with them. And he said, the spirit is dwelling with you through me. But he says, there's something greater coming. You know, that's something that I really struggled with for a long time. And I know that the disciples would have also to think that you've got a one-to-one relationship with Jesus. You've been walking with him for three and a half years, seeing all the miraculous things. And then he says, it's better for you 
if I leave? Oh, come on. No, no, no. No, Lord, I don't agree with that one. (laughs) But Jesus, the Son of God, truth personified, said it is better for you if I go to the Father because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to come and he'll, 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 he'll be in you, he'll, he'll dwell. And you know what I said dwelling means? And I was, I was reading a little bit about it last, last week. I, I, I just got my Bible out and I was reading because I, I was talking to you a little bit about what it is like to have someone dwelling. And the Holy Spirit has come to dwell to take up residence in you. But how much are you open to the Holy Spirit? How much have you said to the Holy Spirit, make yourself at home? Feel free to go to my refrigerator. That is very personal. And the Holy Spirit wants to have refrigerator rights because that's what dwelling means. See, if you have somebody who's a visitor come to your house, say, hello, how are you, and go over to the fridge and open the fridge, what would you think? Because the refrigerator is very personal in that context. You don't mind if they go into the lounge room or the kitchen. You probably won't let them go to the bedroom. But to go to the refrigerator, that's another level. And the Holy Spirit wants the dwelling rights, which means access to your refrigerator, your pantry, everything you're eating, everything you're looking at, everything you're doing. He wants to come and have a look at it and say, no, get that off the shelf, get rid of it. That thing that was in the refrigerator that's gone mouldy, get rid of it. See, there's some stuff that we just don't want to be eating. Once we come with the revelation of the fresh manner of the Word of God that's going to bring us into a reality of the Spirit. There are just areas where, I, where I, I, I try to preach and it becomes difficult because it is real. This is not a game. I am not messing around. This is very, very serious and God wants you to understand the power of the resurrected Christ. Yeah. Christ in you. And he says that the Holy Spirit's going to come. Jesus said, a friend just like me Is the Holy Spirit your very, very best friend? Is he someone you welcome and talk to every day? Do you fellowship with him? Do you just pray with him? Do you spend time with him? He's got so much he wants to show you. Just ask Caleb. He'll tell you some of the things that he's getting. It's it's, it's, it's just... When, when, when 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 I begin to understand some of the realms that God wants to open up, And what's it require? A hungry heart. A heart that just, Lord, I am all yours. I hold nothing back. 
I want you to come and have your way because, another subject I'll get onto later on, there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit in your lounge room and having the Holy Spirit in every room of your house. When we start out, we welcome him in and we enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit, but then we start to start wanting to do the things that I like to do. Well, sometimes things that you like to do can be likened to the old food that is no good for you, that the Holy Spirit wants to remove from your pantry. Get out of your fridge. The stuff that's not going to feed you in the right way so that you grow and set down your roots and begin to develop. And this is another vision of the church that we're going to share about what God has done, what he's beginning to do, and it's a growth that's coming into the house that's going to be absolutely awesome move of the Spirit of God that's going to astound many, many people, not only in this church, Better not say what I'm thinking, just in case. Sometimes people get offended with me. Heaven forbid that I, you know, I just wouldn't want to offend anybody. So, Christ Jesus living in you and me. The Holy Spirit. The verse that I've read you many times from the Passion Translation, Colossians 1.27. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope. It's not, well, I hope something good happens. This is a living hope. It's a joyful expectation of something good. That is the hope of Christ within. And our God is the God of hope. And it's a hope that will not disappoint as you allow the Holy Spirit to unfold the revelation of the truth about who you really are in Christ. And it will shock you if you begin to look in the mirror one day and you see the real you. You see past the natural blemishes and you see the work of the Holy Spirit. I hope he shows you. Because then you'll begin to understand the power of the resurrected Christ within me. And if he can change me, he can change anybody. Because I know my faults. And he says... No condemnation to those who are in Christ. This mystery, the treasure of hope, it's filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. And this glory, the Thayer's Bible Dictionary says, this glory is the personal excellence of Christ in you. The Holy Spirit is heaven's treasure. We just read about this heavenly treasure chest of hope. And he is the treasure. He is the personal presence of Christ Jesus within. 
So we, we have the opportunity. We have present now, right now, the opportunity to have a life living one-on-one with Jesus. Right now. Because of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ Jesus living in you gives you the opportunity. And when you realize the one-on-one with Christ every day, then you begin to understand how it is true what Jesus said, it's better for you if I go to the Father. Because then you can have one-on-one with me every day, 24-7. A personal encounter with the Son of God every day. If you choose. I want to show you something in Ephesians chapter 3 and I'm going to read from my New King James Bible. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17. This is the prayer of the Apostle Paul praying it constantly that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, okay, by being rooted and grounded in love. That's actually where I wanted to get to, but I don't think I've got time at the moment, but I want to share something else with you. We live in this world, I said before, We've been born into this frail, fleshly, human body. Which, by the way, has the the capable or the capacity, I should say, to be restored and renewed through the indwelling of Christ. But that's another teaching in Romans. But when you begin to understand the same spirit, who raised Christ from the dead, who dwells in you, will quicken your mortal body. Prior to that, it talks about having the Spirit of Christ, which is our born-again experience. That's having Christ in you. That's a visitor. Welcome. Come into my lounge room. Okay, we have the Spirit of Christ born again. We invite him in. But as I said, he wants those refrigerator rights to be dwelling. And when he's dwelling and he starts feeding you the fresh word every day that's going to cause that quickening of the spirit in you, it will also cause a reviving and a renewing and a restoring in your physical mortal body through the spirit of Christ who dwells in you. 
but that's another teaching. So I was saying we live in this, this realm, we're born in this realm, and it's, it's basically a three-dimensional realm that we live in, isn't it? We see things, we do things, we live in a three-dimensional world. I'm glad there's at least three dimensions. You'd look pretty flat without the third. But here, if you have a look at this, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of Christ. Verse 18, I want you to get it. May be able to comprehend. How? Through the love of Christ that I just read in 19 to be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. How many dimensions are there? Four things are mentioned about the dimensions of the love of Christ. Most of us are living in the three-dimensional love. That fourth dimension of love, the expression of the Holy Spirit coming into our heart and filling us to overflowing with the fullness of the love of Christ, puts us in the realm of the supernatural power of the Spirit of God to walk in the love that overrides every other experience in our life to have that dimension of love where we can forgive others when they put us on the cross. The four dimensions, the love of God, there's a supernatural realm of the Spirit of God, the love of Christ to overwhelm your heart, to fill you with the fullness of the love of Christ. And as you love Jesus with that fullness of love, he'll open up everything. There's an unfolding revelation the hope of that treasure chest coming up. Holy Spirit, I am asking right now that you would cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened to the realms of your love. That we would walk in the full dimension of the love of Christ. That we would begin to walk in that fellowship with you that one-to-one experience every day with Jesus, welcoming the Holy Spirit to come and clean up our pantry, to come and do whatever you want to do, Holy Spirit, because we want to have the experiential knowledge of knowing what it is to walk in that supernatural realm of love, that love that overcomes all things, that love that is so powerful that we can lay down every thought everything that's not of you, to allow your love to fill and flood every part of our being so we can walk in the fullness of the resident Holy Spirit and have that fresh manner, that love of the Spirit of God moving us in that new way of walking in the realms that are above what we are experiencing in the natural, but to be a people who are walking in the Spirit of God. And all the glory to you in Jesus' name. Wonderful, wonderful night.
Glory to God. Now, I, I did have an offering message to give this morning, but I think I said last week I only had one page left in my book, and, and that's that page. So if I give that this morning, I'm done. Or, or I'll have to get another book. <laughs> I just want to, um, just a little bit of in, in, encouragement. Um, of, there's some things happening in our city, and they're good. Um, and they're happening amongst um, amongst churches. So on um, uh, Thursday, there was a movie that was shown down at the um, cinemas, and it was um, a Jesus Revolution. It was about, it's about the what happened in the seventies with the hippies um, in America, sort of coming into the church en masse, and um, really, really special move of God, and and lots of churches that we know of now um, were birthed in that um, in that in that movement but anyway that was the movie um, so uh, it was a fundraiser for um, the mobile prayer unit which is um, a ministry of of um, new nature church so that was great and there was quite a few tickets um, handed out um, uh, to high school kids and all those sort of things but the the thing I took away it was it was great being there because a whole lot of different people from different churches there. I you know you, some you know oh yeah I know where you're from and all that rest of it. But by the end of it, um, yeah we had the movie great. Um, but then they we had worship for a couple of hours after that, <laughs> and the body of Christ you know God's people were there worshiping, and uh, you know at, at you know. We had the cinema until 10.30 or so, 25 past 10, time to stop, <laughs> to honour, you know, being out by the, by the time. But there was a whole bunch of people on the, on, down the front on the, on the floor, um, not on the floor but on the flat bit, um, worshipping God. And, and it was sort of like, well, it, it was the body of Christ because I don't know who anywhere one was from, where they were from sort of thing. And you know, there's a song that 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 goes um, that speaks about um, many streams flowing into one river, and that's what God is doing um, at the moment. He's He's bringing His body together. Now, there's always going to be different churches. That's always going to be the case. And that's fine, but it's the one Spirit that we've been talking about. We've been hearing about this morning. There is one Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he is building his church, and he's doing a great job. And you know, when that when that um, when that foundation is there, uh, I spoke about in the prayer meeting this morning. In the upper room, there were 120 people, and there was no miracles going on there. There was no salvations happening there. What was happening is God was getting them to the point where they were totally in one accord, and then God let loose. <laughs> Holy Spirit came. 3,000 people got saved. That's what God is doing. He's getting his church ready to be able to hold what he's going to, to let loose with. So it's very exciting. But um, more, more coming, more coming. There's more coming. Steve, where are you? Oh, okay. Right. Steve's going Steve's gonna to give some announcements and we're going to head off.
happening there. Yeah, well, there was plenty in that. Um, I, th- I think the overwhelming message was that uh, we need to prepare ourselves because it's only the Father that knows the time and the day that he's coming. So if we're not ready, we'll end up like old mate and tossed out in the darkness. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we've got a couple, a couple of things happening this week. Obviously, Mondays and Tuesdays aren't happening because of public holidays and whatever. It's uh, Wednesday. There's the prayer meeting here on 7:30. Um, Thursday, we're wandering over to Chris's place in um, Kennington for the men's group. So that's yeah, just your weekly stuff. Uh, general stuff, um, on the 6th of May, where there's a combined men's breakfast set up by uh, Len Cutting. Some people may know him. So, yeah, that should be some good. It's going to be at the Crook Street Park. And on Friday the 7th of July, to the 9th of July, there's going to be a uh, church camp out at Axdale. So, yeah, uh, talk to somebody about that if, if you're interested. Um, there's plenty of uh, ways and means of getting out there and, yeah. So, yeah, commit yourself to that one and make your way out there and, yeah, get to know your church family on a different level. So, yeah, um, that's it. So I think we can part ways, but just, yeah, as, as we leave... Um, yeah, just remember, everyone's invited. It's whether you're prepared, it's whether you get chosen or not. So have a, have a good rest of the world. Go into the week from today and, uh, yeah, catch up with somebody. Amen.